Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, we're going to share Creator Reveals How to Master Your Own Mind. This is going to be a two-part uh, show, so we'll have the second part two next week. This is, I think this is uh, basically going to go over obstacles we have to mastering our own mind, and probably next week will be more solutions. But uh, this is going to be an interesting show, Carl. Well, I hope so. Uh, there's much more in the uh, world and the way things work, our own biology and makeup, our psychology, certainly, than we understand. This has been a constant uh, quest of humanity to sort of master life, if you will. And really understanding ourselves is fundamental. And all too often, we turn out to be the weak link. Nature Indeed. seems to be more consistent than we are as a species and the way we function. And some of that is corruption. Some of that is inefficiency and ignorance. But some of it is inability to use the mind in the best way. And for this, we need some wisdom. And that's why we're here. We, we probe into these things and talk to a creator of all that is through channeling to gain insights about our mind itself and how it operates, because that's really the key to understanding what to do about some of the dilemmas we face, mastering our emotions. This is a sticking point for many and a liability for all of us at times when we get overwhelmed. So there's there's a lot to, to learn to help us grow. There is indeed, let's get on with it. You as creator, is having mastery over one's mind essentially the same as having mastery over one's own emotions? And if not, what is the difference between the two forms of mastery? All right, and this is what uh, Creator said in answer. These are Creator's words. Is having, in, in a sense, this is a true dichotomy because the mind is truly divided. It has multiple layers, in fact, but three primary ones. The conscious level of the intellect, where you do ruminations, you do strategic thinking and planning. You do the work to bring forth many threads and combine them into a new tapestry to launch a creative endeavor of some kind, whether in the arts, a field of scholarship or research, or something more immediately practical as in running a business in solving a knotty problem in a production line or a supply line shortfall or scheduling complexities. Everything the conscious mind does depends on the lower levels of consciousness, the subconscious realm. So this is not a case where the levels of the mind always work independently of one another until purposely called on and with an awareness this is happening. It is very much the case that as the higher conscious level thinks its thoughts and wants to recall facts and figures, prior plans and obligations and so forth, the subconscious will follow its lead and retrieve from long-term memory the information needed for the conscious mind to do its work. 
and this will be floated up from within and appear within the conscious thoughts of the person without an appreciation where the information truly comes from and how it is retrieved. It will simply happen, and often with rapidity, and it will seem as though everything is just lying there in the open and can simply be picked up and used, rather than there being a very elegant and complex series of steps that must take place. It is indeed designed to be speedy and highly efficient. That is an aspect of intelligence, after all, and has tremendous survival value. When faced with a new threat, there must be an immediate recognition and reaction based on prior knowledge of the nature of the threat and the implications and the various defensive strategies that might need to be brought to bear in order to survive the encounter. Speed is of the essence in such circumstances. It is no less true that when in competition, as in business, when there must be important decisions made, sometimes on a daily basis, that will determine tangible outcomes and overall will govern the success or failure of the endeavor. So much is at stake, and there must be an ability to function with speed and accuracy both to not make grievous mistakes that might not allow a satisfactory recovery if they become too costly. So the levels of the mind work in tandem and seamlessly with respect to the conscious level and the upper subconscious that will retrieve the long-term memories from storage that are needed. The deep subconscious is another matter. This level of the mind is highly segregated and functions on its own and is independent. It is still connected to the soul, but it is not connected to the conscious mind and its thinking in a way that can communicate directly and share its thinking. It perceives what is taking place at the conscious level, but is not able to provide thoughts directly that the conscious level can perceive as in a dialogue, and share those thoughts. This leaves only the emotional realm as a means of communication. The deep subconscious is connected quite intimately with the levers governing emotion and can trigger any array of emotional experiences and consequences it deems appropriate for what it is experiencing. When it is in a state of alarm, it can cause almost anything to happen, including sheer panic and a state of overwhelm that can incapacitate a person while at the same time the individual will have no conscious awareness why it is happening. It will be entirely inexplicable. So this is a highly undesirable state of affairs and complicates the ability to be in control of oneself let alone work optimally using all of one's faculties. I think we just opened a Pandora's box here, Carl. <laughs> well, this, this is an amazing discovery, in fact. This is a scientific discovery. In fact, it's, I would argue it's a Nobel Prize level discovery in the working of the mind because it's agree. fundamental. Yeah. yeah, it's fundamental to human suffering and understanding human psychology and and so many things that are, you know, ill-defined and really mysterious. For example, people having chronic anxiety. 
Right, yes. And maybe they have a really good life otherwise. They have a family, they have money and possessions and maybe a career, uh, but but they're anxious all the time. You know, why is that? That's you a know, common but, problem, too. <laughs> That's well, <laughs> it can well be the fact that in their deep subconscious, there's a huge struggle going on, a conflict. So I know a lot about this. This is my discovery, in fact, and that's why Creator is talking about it, that I discovered this property of the mind, working with people and going back to Creator again and again and again. You know, why is this happening? Why is that happening? Why is this not showing up? But yet I can see it and sense it intuitively. And the ability to channel this deep subconscious was a tremendous revelation. Indeed. And that opened up all that's possible here that we're talking about. Absolutely. I think this next question you asked is going to shed even more light on this topic. So you asked creator, is it true that communication from the deep subconscious is in the form of emotion? Everything from fear to hope, from happiness to sadness. Right. And creator says this is quite true. And this is the true dilemma people face in coping with their emotional life. And the discord it brings again and again into their experience. When people have inner conflicts, it is because a part of them is responding to a different reality than they are even aware is taking place. They are thinking consciously about issues and are privy to certain information and facts to back up their reasoned arguments. What is missing is an ability to talk with the deep subconscious that may have quite different agenda because it is facing issues and problems the conscious mind is completely unaware of. That is how great the disconnect is. The deep subconscious might be more concerned about what is happening in parallel lifetimes than what is taking place in the current life. When the conscious mind is only focusing on the latter and wanting to solve a seeming problem, their attempts will be futile if the emotions of the person are all stemming from frustrations and a serious emotional response to the struggles going on within the deep subconscious that may revolve around a completely different time and place, a different life altogether. This is hard for people to understand and accept, but you are a soul that has journeyed through many lifetimes in many locations. You are not aware of this consciously, but the deep subconscious has access to all the records of all that has happened and is continuing to happen in parallel. This gives it immediacy, and the crosstalk among the parallel lifetimes will be influencing the present life through this awareness by the deep subconscious and its emotional reactions to what it sees. There will be many challenges and many sources of stress it is concerned with, and it will trigger emotional reactions and resonance within the body existing in the physical existence of the present lifetime. The problem is the emotions bubbling up from below may be poorly understood and even inexplicable given the conscious perspective of that individual's day-to-day -day life. This dichotomy underlies the very common experiences of people who suffer from chronic anxiety or depression without a seeming logical reason for the negative emotion. Well, I thought is, gee, we have, don't we have enough problems already? 
well, and here we are worrying, you know, worrying without knowing about it, about problems in past lives, par parallel lives. And maybe one thing that wasn't mentioned here, but it's probably true, is perhaps where we're even worrying about the future that we haven't seen yet consciously, but the subconscious is taking a peek at, you know, the deep subconscious is aware of what's coming. You know, that could be thrown into the mix as well. Well, it, it begins to explain why there's so much suffering, why there's so much struggling. Anything bad that happens to you, the deep subconscious will go looking to see what it knows about that. And it'll find parallel events that are similar in, in tone and in consequence in the type of stressful circumstances. And it will see what happens in other lives and worry it's going to happen again in this life. Yep. It, it's a pile on. And th that's the sum total of bad things that have happened in the past. We kind of know about this already from scientific studies of people in their childhoods, for example. If you have a troubled childhood growing up, it haunts you all through your life because every new experience digs up the past and it piles on. And if you have, on average, more than 400 parallel lives, which is true for people, there's a lot of mayhem going on with you and other times <laughs> and places. And there's a crosstalk, as was mentioned by Creator. Sure. So this this is an avenue for tremendous potential. Absolutely. A lot of exploration that can be done in that area for sure. This next question is particularly interesting. You uh, ask Creator, a student asks, I have a good lifelong friend. Our relationship has gotten more challenging lately as he clearly feels a deep need to counter almost every argument and value position I hold. Some of, the, some of his positions are not well thought out, and our conversations involve my trying to assist him in really logically thinking through and examining some of the contradictions in his arguments. As the conversation was reaching an almost inevitable impasse, a good Samaritan sitting next to me chimed in and began supporting my efforts, and I could see this was having some effect on my friend's thinking. Can Creator share what was going on here with my friend, the surprising intervention of the Good Samaritan, and the collective effort underway to help my friend gain some mastery over his own mind? Was this a, a worthwhile conversation, or was it a waste of time? All right, and this is what Creator says about this kind of human example of an inter interchange between two people. The value of the exchange will be yours to judge, not ours. We understand the impulse here was a good one. To help that person be in a better state of understanding is perceived by the questioner here. This is a complex exchange. Whenever two people may disagree about something, there are many inner emotional responses to perceived criticism and inner doubts about one's capabilities and their perception of how they come across to the outside world. They will worry about loss of face, loss of status, and so on. There is a difference between winning an argument, meaning presenting such a source forceful and definitive array of facts and information, no one can disagree, so it becomes clearly in alignment with the truth to those present, and an argument that may be coming from a more sophisticated, more articulate, more authoritative source, and overwhelming the adversary in the moment, who may be less equipped to marshal the same caliber of logic and debate skills, and then gives in to fear and becomes silent. That is a different matter when overshadowing 
pushing them aside, overwhelming them, but not winning them over. The latter will not always be possible because many people have a closed mind about many subjects and will not, at the first hearing, be able to process the details of an argument and realign their thinking accordingly, having seen its merit and then embracing it enthusiastically to be their own. People are, in a sense, programmed to defend their views as important to their self-image and even self-worth. To the extent there is ego involvement, it will be even more difficult to be dispassionate and open to alternative perspectives so that a person might change their mind on the spot and end up agreeing with the other party. There are many complications in having a friendly exchange of views end up in a productive teaching and learning situation where someone truly gains by being shown something they were overlooking or lacking in their thinking, and if open, embrace the new knowledge and perspective and thereby becomes strengthened in truly gaining wisdom in the process. This is the nature of divine truth. It always contains wisdom. So it is arguments based on divine alignment to begin with that are most valuable and and the true sign of having a superior perspective. And by this we mean of a divine nature, not meaning to be inherently lofty in a way that would cast aspersions or diminish others who think and feel differently. So this gives us a window, I think, into how we operate. Yes. We're, we're creatures of emotion, and, and this because of this phenomenon. Yes, exactly. You know, our, our majority of our mind, in fact, is at that deep subconscious level and dealing emotionally with things and stuck with its beliefs, which may differ from the beliefs of our conscious level self. So that's a further complication here. So you try to persuade someone else to your point of view. You know, good luck with that. Good luck. Yeah, from what we're hearing here, good luck with that, because there's a lot of obstacles in the way. Be sure to check us out at GetWisdom.com. You can get our uh, the description of the Lightworker Healing Protocol at GetWisdom.com slash LHP. Also get our prayer book, GetWisdom.com slash prayer. We'll be back with more op- built-in obstacles to mind mastery when we get back after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Are you aware that each one of us was born with a mission, a sense of purpose? Even if you don't know it yet, it will reveal itself. 
Pay attention to the clues that will lead you to uncover your mission. Listen to Mission Possible Program with host Carol Ann Fernandez. Along with some amazing guests, Carol Ann seeks to help you along the journey to manifest your mission. It's time to unleash your greater potential. Mission Possible Program airs live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of Get Wisdom. We are examining creators sharing with us insights about mastering one's own mind. And we're going to be looking at, uh, in this episode, probably more of the obstacles that stand in the way. And we've got some coming up. They look like doozies. <laughs> Well, the whole question of what is wrong with this, how did we get that way, is addressed in this next question that we'll be uh, sharing with you. This didn't happen by accident. This isn't the product of evolution gone wrong. It isn't a poor creation on the part of the Almighty. We were created beings, and we were messed with. So let's get let's get on with it and Absolutely. share this. You, you ask creator. We've been told by the interlopers that the interlopers. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> We've been told that the interlopers and interlopers are aliens and dark spirits, just so people know, have severely compromised the connection between both our higher selves and the deep subconscious. Yet it appears the connection is compromised, but not severed. Is it even possible to sever the connection completely with the higher self and or the deep subconscious? All right, this opens up a deep insight about the workings of the mind. It brings in this history, but the, the, the major point of today is the uh, issues of the mind and the levels of the mind and how they're hampered in their workings. All right, so this is what Creator says. There is a spectrum of possibilities with regard to this disconnection. There will be a non-optimal functioning through disconnection for every human being. That is because it is built into the genome. It is faulty apparatus we are speaking of here. The consciousness of the being has not been altered. It is simply that the consciousness of a person is occupying a faulty mechanism in the form of the physical body it populates and animates. Consciousness does not emanate from the brain. It is the reverse. Consciousness uses the brain to bring it to life and to the awareness of the physical person whose consciousness inhabits the body and experiences consequences of the collaboration. When cut off from the body, consciousness will continue to exist but will be experienced in a different way and it may be quite constrained after a long period of collaborating with the physical apparatus of the body and brain. This is a consequence of being in the high-density physical plane of the earth you are born into. The link to the higher self is critical in order to obtain life force energy, as well as guidance from the higher awareness that the higher self commands as a portion of the soul. 
but residing within the divine realm with access to great amounts of information as well as a divine interplay with creator and other beings of light. So it has vast resources at its disposal. The ability to talk to the higher self directly and to God are diminished in everyone. And in the majority of people, it is impossible. This is a diminishment that was done by modification of the DNA purposely by extraterrestrial interlopers wanting to enslave humanity many thousands of years ago. And this defect has persisted because this is what the extraterrestrials want to see. They want to keep people under their thumb, so to speak. The losses in the ability to connect are not only the ability to communicate seamlessly and fluidly with the higher realms. The personal guidance from the higher self that is normally a part of the life journey to help make good and wise decisions about many, many things in order to accomplish the life purpose with efficiency and success will be compromised by the greatly reduced ability to obtain actionable information from the higher self. There will be some general guidance given of encouragement and perhaps a questioning at times if a person the physical is considering a poor choice. But there cannot be the same detailed argument presented with depth and a marshalling of arguments that will be comprehensive enough to truly ensure a person makes the highest and best choices. It is more reduced to hints and general encouragement. If people are listening and sensitive to this inner guidance, they may benefit greatly by making better choices and gaining the rewards and successes that will result. The more a person is constrained, the more that connection is reduced the less guidance will happen and the more a person will be on their own. At extremes, this results in narcissism, a great self-involvement where the ego becomes all-important and it's care and feeding. What serves the self will loom large in the plans and preferences of the individual with less and less sympathy and compassion for others. And at the extremes, a person will become a functional psychopath, devoid of a conscience, Because the conscience resides within the workings of the higher self. And it is the higher self that sends those pangs of guilt and second-guessing and an uncomfortable feeling that you are out of line and acting badly. With too great a disconnection, there is no break on bad behavior from a functional conscience. A psychopath is unable to feel love because of this disconnection as well. Sympathy and compassion are forms and expression of love. So this is a true diminishment of the individual to have an extreme disconnection from the higher self. It will degrade their quality of life and represent not only a loss to them, but a loss to all others in that person's sphere of influence who will come away disappointed and ill-served at the hands of such a person who is totally self-serving and may well be quite dangerous. So the disconnection can be quite severe, but not total, because that would prevent life force energy reaching the person in the physical via the higher self, and the body would die as a consequence. So there is always still a link in every living person. The question becomes whether, functionally speaking, it is enough for them to reconnect to their spirituality and build 
back their humanity, if they've reached a level of disconnect to render them a psychopath or a malignant narcissist or somewhere on that spectrum. In the case of the deep subconscious, the connection from higher self is essentially total with respect to conscious perception. Even with the assistance of strategies to facilitate exploration of the subconscious, such as meditative states or even deep trance hypnosis, to reach deeper levels of the mind associated with lower brainwave frequencies, it will not be possible for a bridge to be in place allowing the conscious and the deep subconscious to talk to one another with thought. The only means of communication is via the consequences of the deep subconscious impinging on the physical body to trigger emotions, for example. That is a way it communicates the desires through body language. So the conscious level is truly cut off from other modes of awareness and sensing and in effect becomes quite limited in terms of the variety of human experience. That can be preferable to a life of torment from excessive emotion and stress that become overwhelming and constitute a kind of torment. But being isolated and unfeeling are a tremendous diminishment that is far from what creator intended people to experience as a part of their life in the physical. Under ideal conditions, there are a wide array of responses that greatly enrich day-to-day experience such that people can live in a state of happiness and joy much of the time under ideal circumstances when they are in divine alignment and not being threatened directly by dark forces. Those times are getting rarer on average, but they illustrate the critical importance of a healthy balance and being in touch with the self at all levels to the greatest degree possible. There's so much here, you know, and even I even was thinking of new questions <laughs> to ask as I was listening to this. Uh, but this is tremendous insight for sure. Well, it, it's it's technical, it's complex, it's multifaceted and kind of deep. But hopefully the gist of this is getting through that we've got these differing levels of the mind And we have two kinds of disconnection. One is a disconnection, partial but profound, between us and our ability to think and appreciate what comes in sensory uh, awareness, and the higher self, which is at a soul level. So that's what we're supposed to be having. We're supposed to be able to talk to God all day long and to our higher self that helps us in our day-to-day doings and making choices with wisdom. And that's what the conscience is for, but also not just to slap our hand if we have a bad thought, but encourage good thoughts and good impulses and send us reminders about our life purpose and our life plan. So this puts us at a disadvantage. And it's also what's opened the door to the growing atheism when people just sort of lose belief in the almighty and are drifting away from spirituality And it's really a shame and a travesty, and it can be our undoing if too many had that direction. That's what's happened to the interlopers in our midst. They're disconnected. Well, we've been told time and again that atheism is a choice, and a lot of people might not believe that. You know, so how could that be a choice? It's just what I believe. But um, it it just reveals that there's so much complexity to all this. There's, There's a lot to explore. 
Well, and an interesting developed in the course of addressing this question. There was a single sentence here that was a divine clue that was given to me about a potential workaround for the disconnection between ourselves and our higher selves. Indeed. And let me, and, let me put it out there. We got it right here. All right. You asked creator, you told us in a recent channeling in the case of the deep subconscious, the connection from the higher self is essentially total with respect to conscious perception. Is that correct? Can the deep subconscious communicate fluidly and unhindered, I'm guessing, with the higher self. All right. And this is what Creator says. This is correct. And we left this as a clue for you to notice and to react to, as usually happens because of your wonderful creativity. It indeed is a clue to the possibility of bridging the gap from the deep subconscious to the higher self to gain ongoing support and coaching as well as guidance and how to better one's life, not only to stay in a divine path, but cope on a continual basis with many negative adverse events that normally the deep subconscious would have to struggle with on its own. Yeah, that's pretty profound. This idea that uh, there's a total connection between the, between the higher self and the deep subconscious. I mean, yeah, we, and we the, had, the the problem is then that the deep subconscious can't talk to our conscious self. Right, right. <laughs> so it's kind of in between and cut off from our awareness consciously, but it can right. talk to the higher self. And so if we could bridge that gap through the deep subconscious and bring the awareness of the deep subconscious to a level of knowing that it can seek help, from and the get higher some self. healing assistance from the higher self. This could be a, a not only a revelation, but a revolution in yes. self-care and yeah. ocean yeah, of well-being of the human. I see that because the, we've learned time and again the divine realm is only going to work in response to invitation, to requests. And, yes. and yeah. I and, can and, see that it's the, the, the higher self is basically going to take a hands-off with respect to the deep subconscious. Because it's probably relying on our conscious mind to make the request. It's not. It's. It, I don't. The deep subconscious is not probably going to have the wherewithal to make the right request. Well, this is the problem. It's a kind of primitive, more childlike level of the mind. It's not particularly creative. It does matching of mm-hmm. things, you know, s- symbolically and in terms of the potential adverse consequences in particular, because it's designed to help keep us safe. That's its number one charter. Keep us safe, help us survive. But it can't reason its way to solve a problem and think on a higher level cognitively. So it needs some handholding. It needs some assistance. And the higher self is ideally suited for doing that. But it doesn't know it can reach out and get assistance. So it needs some tutoring. So I'm all over this, and uh, this this sentence that provided the clue was in the previous channeling that I shared with you. Indeed, it was. And and this is how all of my channeling work goes. It's an incremental, step-by-step upward progression based on my curiosity and initiative 
to go back to the well and ask about each new thing that I can envision as a consequence of what I've learned previously. So what we're sharing with you today, in fact, has followed a lot of channeling I've done about the levels of the mind to understand their workings and so on. So finally, I'm ready to hear this extra hint. There may be a way to help the deep subconscious talk directly with the higher self now. Right. And, and I can channel the deep subconscious of a person. So I could go in and offer some guidance. And so I need to formulate how to go about that and create a program, perhaps. You could to, be the matchmaker, Carl. <laughs> well, it, it's, it, I work with people now, all sorts of people for all sorts of problems by going into the deep subconscious and relieving the chronic conflicts going on because they could be very, very brutal. People are afraid of being tortured and killed still, still because they've been tortured and killed in other lives and they see it. It's ongoing right, and right. in parallel. And so they're feeling the pressures and the, the tension and anxiety all day long from that. So I can go into the subconscious and help to resolve these traumas that it is still worrying about and help alleviate the problem. But there may be a way to help get the higher self taking over that role. So this is the kind of thing that I'm heading towards. Wow. But it's, it, this is all about what's wrong with us and how do we make it better. And it helps explain a lot in our liabilities, our vulnerabilities, and, and why this is a self-help paradigm we're involved with. We're in charge of our lives. We have free will, and that's exactly what it means. We're on our own. But we can make a free will choice to reach out to the divine. So I'm doing that. You can do it, too. And I can share with you what I get more directly than perhaps you can Working together, we can make this a better world. Indeed, this is the Get Wisdom Project, and it's an ongoing one. It's unfolding as we go. It's not a, it's not a faith accompli at all. Be sure to check us out at getwisdom.com. You can check out our healing services. Just go to the menu on healing, and you can explore the different uh, options for healing that are available. Um, check us out. Uh, check out our channelings on, online at getwisdom.com. There's all kinds of things to, to explore. You could be busy for a very long time, and it's very time well worth spent. Be sure to come back and check us out for the last segment of this episode right after this. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. 
Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They're here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the last segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We are looking at Mastery of One's Own Mind, Part 1. We have Part 2 coming up next week, so be sure to come back for that as well. Carl, you asked Creator, how can we, in our compromised state, actually sort out and identify in our mind what thoughts and emotions originate with the higher self versus the deep subconscious. All right. And creator tells us this is best done by the heart. There is a kind of inner sensing and intelligence conducted with the heart itself to be a kind of truth detector with respect to what is in divine alignment and what might not be. You can think of it as a kind of love muscle, a love detector that sees the good in things, or bad as the case may be, and will resonate strongly with positive and happy feelings when contemplating something that is divine in essence and carries with it a message of love, a higher truth of some kind. So this is more an intuitive assessment than a cognitive exercise of logic and reason. This is not natural for many who prize their ability to think and reason. It may satisfy the ego to have sharpened one's faculties in carrying out a verbal argument in defense of one's belief. But whether one's perspective is in alignment with known facts and information is not the same as knowing it is in divine alignment, which transcends the question of literal accuracy in conforming to an intellectual construct based on beliefs that might be inappropriate if they're based on inadequate information. People live largely in ignorance of many aspects of reality outside their awareness or beyond their understanding. Even things they see happening around them but are misinterpreting as to their origins, motives, and meanings. This is the human dilemma in a nutshell, that you are essentially like small children in many ways where you do not yet have your adult understanding. So your thinking will be less deep and comprehensive. And there will be many gaps in knowledge still with the poor understanding of the meaning of reality and its possibilities. This state of ignorance will leave you in a kind of vacuum and not in the best position to make choices and plan your life and carry it out with the greatest and most meaningful experiencing and consequences. I think Creator is saying here that we all have a reason for being here, and it's to try to figure some of this stuff out using our cognitive ability to rationalize, but also, and more importantly, 
paying attention to what is coming through in the form of communication in our heart about what's true and what's not, and, and drawing a partnership between those two processes, which many people well, are doing. Yes, and, and I think the, the way I think of this is that we all get intuitive information. We all have a kind of intuitive antenna. We don't think about it, and we don't appreciate it. It's just it's the gut feeling people talk about, the hunch. Right. You know, they get a vibe from someone, and they don't realize it's their intuitive sensing that brings that to them. And the heart is very good at responding to the true intuitive wisdom and not responding to things that might be faulty that come up, maybe springing from an emotional reaction by the deep subconscious, for instance, maybe having a fear reaction to something that we really ought to embrace or explore because it's an opportunity. And, and so the heart can step forward and help keep us elevated. And it's, it's a wonderful resource. Absolutely. You ask, Creator, do all communications from the higher self travel to our conscious executive self via the deep subconscious, or does the higher self have its own separate channel? If the communications travel via the deep subconscious, does the deep subconscious have a tendency to editorialize and even change the emotional content of the message, obscuring and confusing it, perhaps? All right, and Creator tells us, the higher self has its own gateway and its own channel and effect for communication with the being in the physical. The deep subconscious essentially constitutes a mind of its own with a separate aspect of the soul expression that is segregated functionally from conscious awareness of the intuitive capabilities that connect to the higher self and the higher realms for those able to do so. The deep subconscious has an intuitive reach and it can connect to high level beings, but most of the time will not be doing so because it has not been primed and instructed and given a motivation to seek out such sources of knowledge and wisdom and the various benefits the divine can bring to the person in terms of support, help, guidance, healing, and protection. Much of the time, the deep subconscious will be worrying on its own, observing the passing scene and agonizing over everything that happens and does not happen because it cannot weigh in with its views directly to the executive level making day-to-day decisions in not only thinking about things and planning the lifetime, but directing the body in all that it does. The deep subconscious is the primary part of the mind engendered with the need for self-preservation and protection of personal integrity and safety. So it will react greatly to any source of stress, any type of threat, real or imagined, It does so through changing the body chemistry via the stress response and through the workings of emotion to get the attention of the higher faculties, at least. It has the intuitive reach to interact with many types of consciousness, but this includes the interlopers as well. And it is their main strategy to engage with the deep subconscious of people and carry out a massive campaign of programming with the views of the darkness and manipulations to soften them as a potential target for spirit possession or to commandeer them to help with dark plans as a minion, a kind of warrior for the dark and making trouble, causing disruption 
or perhaps even sabotaging ongoing functions, for example, that might cause a business failure or the embarrassment of another person, getting them into trouble, and at the darker extremes, acts of criminality and violence. The ability of the deep subconscious to see all the individual is experienced across time and the implications it represents for having a large unmet need for healing could be an opportunity if there were the ability to choose a path to healing and engage actively to right the wrongs of the past through resolving all the trauma that has happened. But the deep subconscious on its own does not have the wherewithal to do that. So this has remained a major human dilemma down through the ages where people do not understand that a part of them, a very important part, is acting on its own and making them vulnerable and causing harm in many ways. You know, I think there's, to extend on that clue that Creator was giving in the earlier channeling, there's there's more of that here where he says, the deep subconscious essentially constitutes a mind of its own with a separate aspect of the soul. It has an intuitive reach, and it can connect to high-level beings, but most yes. of the time will not be doing so because it has not been primed and instructed and given a motivation to seek out such sources of knowledge and wisdom. And that's what you're talking about working on right there. That's it. That's it. This is what I'm going to be doing next. I already work with people's deep subconscious directly to do trauma resolution with a very effective process. And it's a wonderful way of resolving trauma. And it's used by many psychologists and it is a blessing. But that's not the same as getting the deep subconscious to do some work on its own. I can only do so many clients a week with this. It's very labor intensive. Mm -hmm. And this deep subconscious is in you 24-7, thinking, observing, and reacting emotionally. And so this this could be a significant self-empowerment that I can help to jumpstart help to facilitate. So I'm going to be looking at ways to do that in the most economical and efficient way. That's amazing. You ask creator, if the higher self has a separate channel, does the self have to deal with conflicting messages from the deep subconscious on the one hand and the higher self on the other? Is this dichotomy the true origin of the meme where an angel whispers in one ear and a demon in the other? All right. And creator tells us, This is an accurate description of everyday experience of the physical human being. It has a higher self whose primary function is to provide inspiration and guidance and reminders for staying on track and particularly helping to orchestrate the life plan to meet the planned milestones and objectives that were agreed to in the light prior to the incarnation. In contrast, the deep subconscious, which is the bulk of the mind and has great power to influence the physical body, as well as communicating and obtaining information beyond the body itself, particularly from the Akashic records, as well as a direct interplay with divine agents, becomes handicapped through the disconnect that is a true defect in the makeup. And this greatly reduces its utility and effectiveness as an adjunct to human experience and productivity. 
in many ways, it becomes more a liability than an asset. Well, that's what a lot of people are experiencing in their lives, you know, the emotion and the stress. And it, it said earlier in, this, in the channelings that we've been sharing that stress is one of the means through the chemical that, you know, the deep subconscious can alter our brain chemistry and cause that stress. And so we feel like that stress is, is coming in from an outside source. And that's that's pretty valid in many cases, actually. Yeah. And this inexplicable suffering many times we give it something to call it. We associate it just intellectually, maybe with struggles we have in a practical sense. Maybe we're short of money or maybe we're in between relationships or there's a troubled marriage that chronically undermines us. And and so we just attribute it to those things we see with our eyes and hear with our ears. But there's often much more going on down below. And this needs divine attention. So there's a really important aspect here of self-empowerment and using the wisdom we can gain from Creator to do an outreach to help people. And one of the things I think was us highlighted in these channelings too that we didn't really talk about too much, but you know, the interlopers, the uh, the dark spirits, and the ETs are attempting to communicate with our deep subconscious. They're do- this is how mind control is it works, in fact. And yes. uh, this is a deeper topic that we'll have to explore some more. I think. Well, we'll we're we're talking about this almost every week in some way or another when we talk about dark influence on people. This is what we're referring to. It's deep, it's profound, and it's universal. It's done to everyone who's breathing. It's hard to get your mind around this. It seems wildly improbable. This whole thing sounds like some kind of paranoid delusion on one level. I fully get that. I really, really do. I never dreamed that I would be sitting talking to people via the Internet about things like this. Yeah. Exactly. But, but you know, my, my research has led me to these conclusions, and this fits the data. It yes. fits the paradigm. I see working with people who are struggling in their mind. When I go in their deep subconscious, there are tremendous revelations of things in other lives that directly bear on the nature of their struggle. It might be a physical illness. And in a prior life or a parallel life, they had a dilemma that affected that part of the body. And this is a carryover of the karmic consequences of what happened elsewhere in the current life. And it can be dealt with on the spot directly through that portal. So this is an opportunity to help people fix the deep, deep issues that may haunt them for a life. Well, our dilemma, Carl, is that we are out of time. This is only part one. We got part two of this whole exploration coming up next week. So be sure to come back and join us then. And check us out at getwisdom.com where you can uh, check out our healing services. You can download all kinds of uh, e-books. You can check out our videos. There's a lot to explore. Carl, it's been great. We'll look forward to seeing this more of this next week. Thanks for listening and be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 